Family from the Heart, podcast episode number 33. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Family from the Heart. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. I'm Stephanie Ravenscraft. And today we are going to be talking about decluttering our homes and our hearts and so much more. Probably talk a little bit about what's going on in our family. A little bit. A little bit. Maybe. Once again, Stephanie, it is Wednesday afternoon. It is like Cliff and St- it's like the official Cliff and Stephanie day of the week. You think? I think so. Why so? Well, you come in on uh, Wednesday mornings and right around 10 o'clock or so, you help me out with entering receipts and updating QuickBooks and stuff like that. We work together on that. Mm-hmm. Then right around 1045, 11 o'clock, we sit down and... Uh, you read the book that we're currently reviewing for the Family from the Heart podcast. Yes. We kind of uh, take that in together and digest that. And then, of course, at 1130, we fire up the Family from the Heart podcast. And the two of us sit here and have a nice, long conversation, anywhere between 30, 45 minutes. And sometimes it's been more. Sometimes it's been more. Yeah. Yes. And then, of course, after we're finished with our uh, family from the heart podcast. We usually end up spending, you know, all the time the rest of the afternoon together. At least, well, not the rest of the afternoon, but we go out to uh, pick up Megan or McKenna together from preschool, right. and then of course we head out to lunch and have our family slash business meeting, which of course you know is just more time of us talking and catching up with one another. So I mean, for the most part, that's a lot of time spent together, and it, and I look forward to it every week. And I, of course, I. People are probably sick and tired of me hearing about how much I enjoy Wednesdays. But, you know, when when sometimes it, it's like the majority, you know, of the time we spend together is is uh, on Wednesday. <laughs> well, yeah, we spend a lot of time at night watching television. Right. Sometimes but it's, it's not like we're just sitting there mindlessly watching television. I mean, we are having a conversation about what is going on. And so... Lots of stuff is, you know, there, there's lots of. Yeah, I, I love the fact that we do podcasting about the, tel- about the television that we watch because right. In, you're right. It, instead of just sitting there watching television and then just going to bed, basically mind numbingly just escaping from reality and not having any conversations uh, as a result, we instead have some really great conversations with one another. We about do. some of the things. And sometimes we, we have and some I love great snuggling debates. on the couch with you and your iPhone. which is a running joke in our house because oftentimes oftentimes the iphone makes it to the couch with us that's correct there there have been a well the thing (laughs) is which is it's not a problem Mm -hmm. until you're like what happened what happened asking (laughs) me what happened because you missed it because your nose was elsewhere that's right and i don't tell him no, sometimes I'll go back. It looks like Ed is in the uh, chat room and Very he says cool. it's the business couch. It's the business couch. That's right. So anyway, I guess, uh, well, we're already beyond that now. Yeah. Just, Wednesdays is Cliff's favorite day. It is. It is. I love it. All right. So today, Stephanie, we are going to talk about 
a couple chapters that we read in the book that we're covering. Why don't okay. you go ahead and tell them the name of the book and the author for those who are listening to us for the very first time. Very good. The yeah, name after of the book. done yawning. I tried to. I didn't yawn all the way. Believe, I didn't I let it out. I, I mean, it was oh, just barely there. You're yeah. good. You're cool. You're good. I brought it back in. Ah, oh, anyway, too much stuff. Decluttering your heart and home by Catherine Porter. Right. Is the book. Right. And Today so, we're going to be talking about chapters eight and nine. Um, you can't stay afloat in a sea of paper. And behind and closed doors. Exactly. Behind closed doors. The bathroom and the bedroom. What's the matter? Nothing. Sometimes your voice is just trailing off there. You're My just, voice is just yeah wacky right now. I understand. So, yeah, we're going to talk about those things. But before we do, I just want to say, share. Um, well, first of all, you wanted to share a story about last night's dinner. No, I mean, la- okay. Um, last night at dinner was just one of those times where after the fact, you really wish that like the camera had been running mm-hmm. because I don't even know what happened or where it came from. But um, many people who listen to the full time mom, which is the show I do with my best friend and which you can find at gspn.tv or fulltimemompodcast.com. Right. Absolutely. Thank you for that. Um, plug, plug, plug. Yeah. So anyway, many people who listen to that show know that and have heard me say that McKenna does not nap anymore. Mm-hmm. And so every day around, I think I've shared this story. Oh, I shared this story and Stephanie unplugged. That's right. Um, so sorry for you who have to listen to it twice. Anyway, um, Every day between like 3.30 and 5 is McKenna's ugly time. It's just (laughs) that is when the claws come out and she is just beyond herself tired, but it's too late in the day to give her a nap. So um, yesterday she had that. She she had that time. She She was grumpy. She was throwing things. She got disciplined quite a bit during that. And then right around dinner time, which was about 5.30, 6 o'clock, this child, actually, I think it was right at, it, it was just right after five. Mm-hmm. And just a, a click came on and she was slap happy. Slap happy, thought that it would be a great idea to perform for everyone. Yes. I don't remember what she was talking about or what she, I mean, she kept saying this one phrase over and over again. The more Megan and Matthew laughed, the more she said it. Cliff and Cliff is sitting at the table. He's like, it's not funny. You guys need to stop laughing at her. The more he told them to stop laughing, the more they laughed, the more they laughed, the more she kept going. That wasn't enough. So then she started, she got up out of the table and started running around the house, just yelling whatever it was that, sorry, um, yelling whatever it was that, that she was yelling and we gave in. We had to laugh too because yeah. it really ended up being funny. That's right. And and I think that I, I I think I already put out that episode where you talked about that, and I titled Stephanie Unplugged Episode Four McKenna Comedy Hour. It was. It she, was absolutely. This girl is so going to grow up one day and be a stand up comedian. If she, I I honestly believe um, that she will be a performer of some sort. Mm-hmm. I mean, she loves to sing and dance. She loves to make people laugh. Um, it it really it really feeds into her to perform for people, right? And um, so I I I believe with my whole heart that she'll be a performer. But it was hilarious, and it was one of those times when after dinner was said and done, and then you know the funniness wore off, and we're trying to 
regain self-control amongst our children, or I was because you had already went back to work, mm-hmm. and trying to regain the self-control and get some, some refocus that I I had the thought, wow, that's one of those nights you stream should have been rolling. Yeah, or, no doubt. you know, we should have been recording this because that's something that we're going to want to remember. So let me ask you, you know, last night after this whole thing went down and, okay. and some control came back into play, uh, I stayed here with the kids, right. with McKenna and Matthew, while you went to the school with Megan for uh, the monthly PTA meeting. Yes. And the only reason why you went to the PTA meeting is because Megan's class was uh, performing. performing. It was the entire music. third grade. Right? It was uh, Veterans Day, so right. they had a special ceremony Mm -hmm. so why don't you tell us about that because i i didn't get to hear this story yet what story do you want me to tell well there are a couple things number one how how was the music and and then we'll talk in and anything else you want to share from last night okay and then i want to talk about the uselessness of our pta meetings oh well i'll start there okay (laughs) because megan had to be there at seven o'clock uh-huh and in her classroom at seven o'clock so we leave here we we head on over um we we only live about three minutes from the school, so, you know, it's not like you got to travel far or anything. And she goes upstairs. I go in to the gym where the PTA meeting is being held, and it is packed. Packed full, like sardines, with people. I'm like, forget it. I'm not even going to sit in here. Not even going to try. Mm-hmm. So I go and sit in the hallway by the cafeteria on a bench, and it just... um well, that I loved that because I was uh, I get I get to people watch, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite things. So I'm sitting there and sitting there and sitting there. Um, finally, I'm tired of sitting. I get up and walk around, and I walk around and I walk around. Still, no sign of the third grade coming down to perform. Okay, no sign at all. And finally, the kids come down. But they're not ready for them in the gym. So then they usher them all into the cafeteria so that they can sit and wait some more. Now, these kids are, I mean, they're tired from having a long day. They're excited because, you know, they're getting ready to perform. And they're third graders, you know. They're, they all have on these huge white hats with red stripes. I mean, it, seriously, it looked like a dunce cap. Right. <laughs> but, um, so, it, I mean, it probably was about six inches up off of their head when they had decorated them with white stripes and a blue, um, a blue rectangle with a, with a white star in the middle. Anyway, so they're beating each other with their hats and things are just getting out of control. The kids finally go on at like 745. Mm-hmm. 745. And what time did it start? Seven. So 45 minutes later. Okay. They usher them all in. The great thing is, here's here's the really cool thing, is that, okay, the third grade parents who brought their kids are not the only parents who have to be there because they have, um, each class will nominate a student of the month and they get recognized at the PTA meeting. So they do the kindergarten uh, student of the month and then all of those parents leave. And then they do the first grade student of the month and then all of those parents leave. Second grade. Every, you know, so after each thing that they're doing, it's clearing out. So their ploy 
to get people to come to the PTA meetings the only is way clearly they... not happening. Yes. You know, because everyone is leaving. Yeah. The, the only reason they have these PDA meetings is to get people there. Or, yeah. Or, yeah. The only, the only way they can get people to come to their PTA meeting is to man to, to mandate that their children be a part of something. Yes. Or to entice their children to be a part of something to get their parents there. And of course, the largest thing that the largest grouping of kids that they had had to go at, last at this meeting yeah. happened to be the third graders who were going to sing. And so therefore, and then everybody's gone. Except for the third grade parents, exactly. You know, and so it, it was, it was, it was crazy and chaotic. And Megan, the only reason we took Megan or that I took Megan is because she had told me that she really wanted to go. She's like, "Mom, I don't like the first song, but but I really want to go." And um, I'm sorry, someone in the chat room says I'm a PTA member, but I've never gone to a meeting. And and I think I, I got a whole nother story about that too, but um. <laughs> Here, here's the thing is that I took her because she said she wanted to go. She's like, I don't like the first song, but, but I do want to go. So we took her. I take her. She stands up on the top riser the entire time, slunched back with her back against the, the barely there protective guard to keep the kids from falling off the risers, you know? Okay. So she's bumping against it. I'm I'm totally waiting for her to fall and break her neck. Mm-hmm. Really, she's not smiling. She's she's just you know skating her way through. Well, let, let's just put some perspective on this. So she's been at school all day long. Yeah, and then and after then she school, had she had run. this thing called Girls yeah. on the Run, where she runs and runs and runs, and then she comes home from Girls on the Rushes Run. Rushes home, and then she does her homework. Has dinner, does nonstop, her homework, and then it's time to leave again. Yeah, has dinner, and it's time to go to this thing where they make her wait for 45 exactly. minutes. Exactly. So, I mean, she wasn't happy. None of the kids were. Seriously, none. I, I was watching all of these kids perform, and maybe two of them were having a good time until they got to the last song, which was um, This Land is Your Land. Uh-huh. And um, they got audience participation because the parents clapped as they were singing because it's a more upbeat song. Mm-hmm. But Megan was right. The first song was boring. All they said was This is America over and over again, which I don't want people to think I'm not patriotic because I am. But, um, you know, if you're going to have third graders sing a song about having honor and courage and pride in their country, Make them feel honor and courage and pride about their country. They're all like, this is America. I mean, they weren't, they weren't enjoying it at at all. Right. But, um, the last song, this land is your land upbeat. They were all having a good time by then. But an hour later we get to leave. I didn't listen to any. I love that. We get to leave. You like that? That's that's the point. Well, see the first grade parents got to leave first. (laughs) See, um, they got to leave. See, yeah, it's it, such it, it a was, privilege it, to no longer have to now, be there. It, it really was because they are now. I have no, I have um, no problem with celebrating the achievements of children. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with watching my child perform for a holiday. For, for three songs you know it's i i enjoy those things i don't even have a problem paying three dollars to be part of our pta mm-hmm. but i don't think that a seven o'clock on an evening on a weeknight evening evening is a good idea right and, and here here's here's my beef okay 
I'm a little bit upset about the whole PTA anyway. I think they're just raising money for things that we don't need anyway. Well, the thing, well, the thing is, this Parent and Teacher Association, I've been to several of these meetings. They're boring. And they are the most boring <laughs> meetings you could ever have. And, they, and the thing is, is, there is no association. There isn't. See, when I think of an association that I am a member of, that means that I have some sort of you know, voice or interaction or something that, you know, where I contribute to the association. Right. And you don't. This, this is, this is the teachers tell you what we're doing. No, there are four people. There are four parents. There is a president, a PTA president, vice president, secretary, and treasurer who make those decisions. And then they just want you all to come and listen to the decisions that they've made with the parent, with the teachers. Yes. But there's, there's nothing, you know, it's like, Hey, we would love to hear your feedback. You know, Hey, some of you have, they want all your money and all your time, but none of your Input. Input or or suggestions unless you make it to one of those four yes. positions. Right. And it, it's exhausting. It's exhausting. I I I volunteer on Thursday mornings for our kids' teachers. Mm-hmm. I love that time. I love being able to do things for them that when they do takes when when they have to do it, it takes away from their time with our child and the other children in the room. Mm-hmm. I love doing those things, but the mundane, here's one. Okay. The kids take what are called AR test, um, accelerated reader. So there are a whole slew of books out there and you can probably find, um, from your local library information about AR books. Mm-hmm. Um, the children read these books and there are at our school, um, computer tests that go along with the books so that it can measure their comprehension and make sure that they're, you know, it, it pretty much, it determines what, what grade level they're reading on. Right. And as they take these AR tests, the PTA, um, someone is responsible for keeping track of how many points they are accumulating. Mm-hmm. And as they get points, they get these cheesy, goofy, throw away as soon as you come home toys. Right. You know? These are worse than the uh, the, the toys that you get the at McDonald's the Happy toys. Meal. Yeah. They're, they're just pathetic. And so they, they want you to do things like that. You know, I don't have time to go around and to every class to- and let every child come out and pick off of this cart, which which I have done in the past to help someone out. Mm-hmm. And it is very mundane, very when we could be in there helping the teachers, taking time off of their schedules, doing things that they have to have done so that they can have more time with our child and the other children that are in the classroom. Yes. You know, that that is where my passion is. My passion is not for filling their book bags and my house up with more junk and more clutter. See how I just brought that back to the book? I like you how like you brought that? it back to the book. That was good stuff. That was good stuff. Anyway, that's no, that's, that's our, my soapbox for the day. <laughs> that is that is Cliff and Stephanie take a stand against the PTA. It, it's I think that it really has gotten away from what it is created for. I think so. Being in the school, being in our school, um, once a week, no less than once a week, has really shown me where the school actually has needs. Right. Actually has needs, and I have to tell you. In my opinion, as a parent, 
Santa's workshop is not one of those needs. In my opinion, as a parent, AR rewards are not one of those needs. There are other ways that we can build into our children and help them feel successful over the things that they are accomplishing. Right. Sorry. (sighs) Okay, soapbox. So back to clutter. (laughs) Yeah, no doubt. So anyway. (laughs) I'm sorry. No, that's cool. You asked. No, you asked. I did me. ask. You opened that. No, box. and 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 I I think it's cool. And and one of the things I I believe is it is for those who who have allowed your children to be a part of the public school system. I would say there. Is, I I really believe that it's sh- one should be involved in the process mm-hmm. in the educational process Absolutely. of their children. Uh, it's, for some that's simply going to mean you know just helping out with homework at night. Uh, and, and being there for that. But if you have the ability to take part in something, but I'm just going to say that in our school, and, it, and I'm certain it's different in other schools, I'm certain they do some really wonderful things. In fact, I think Carrie in our chat room uh, earlier said something about the fact that they do some really great things during the day and and some other things with the class and stuff like that. But anyway, I, I know, it's, but in our school, helping out at, you know, being a member of the PDA, PTA is nothing it is absolutely nothing. It seems meaningless, and uh, it, it's just something I think is horrible. But I love that you're in the classroom helping yeah. out our, te- our kids. I'm, I'm in. I'm I'm part of our children's learning, mm-hmm. and it doesn't. Re- it doesn't. Now this is for a whole nother podcast, but it doesn't involve me being part of a committee. Yeah, and death by committee death by committee i i don't really care for committees but that's for a whole nother show so i am very much a part of our kids learning sitting down with them making sure that their homework is done and done correctly um and i've also had the opportunity to work with some kids in megan's class who don't have per parent participation yeah and to see the difference you know in, in that and so it's i'm not knocking I, I, I'm I don't want anyone to think that I'm trying to be negative against um against what? Against anything. Except well, the PTA. Well, I, I think not that I, it doesn't do that, some good things. I think that a parent if if a parent is not involved in their kids education in any way shape form whatsoever i, th- I think that that's something to encourage people harmful to your to your yeah, child i, I think Absolutely. at the very least when your kid says can you help me with this or stuff like that to to, to be an active participant right. in helping get that homework done now, here here's something that um that happened to me like two weeks ago my sister had come over to bring me something and her mom was with her and her obviously her mom is not my mom um and we were talking about i don't remember how we actually came up on the subject of grades and school and stuff like that but um samantha's mom had made a crack at me and my learning ability when i was in school now um i didn't make great grades but I didn't apply myself very well. I will also tell you I had zero parent participation. Right. And a lot of that fell on a lot um a lot of that fell on her lack of being there. I didn't say that to her, but um but that and I'm a grown up. I'm not going to say that I, you know, anyway, it still kind of hurt. Mm-hmm. You know, it still kind of hurt because 
I was always good at math, always, except for one year I could not get, it was in seventh grade, I could not get long division, had the hard, sixth grade, had the hardest time with long division and I remember asking her for help and asking her for help and asking her for help and I didn't get it. Right. So, you know, that that is, and then now as an adult, she's making a crack at my learning and I'm like, well, maybe if you would have been there to help me, I would have got it a lot quicker. Right. Than what I did. So absolutely. If your kids are asking you for help, you know, if you don't know where to find the help, you can always look online and, and, and you can always quick, call your teacher. Yeah, too. Call and, your teacher and say, you know, I'm not really getting what you sent home. You know, maybe I need a quick lesson in what's going on here because my kid's not getting it and I need to help them. So. Right. Well, but anyway, before we move on and, and because and, and this all for me, as far as I'm concerned, this all fits in with with decluttering because mm-hmm. you know what we're talking about is is useless hour long two hour long sometimes meetings at these mm-hmm. schools doing things that really aren't really making any impact at all i love what carrie says in the chat room here she says um just got let's see just your presence on the school campus means a lot to your kids Absolutely. and their friends even if you're doing crap jobs and by crap jobs, I'm not sure what she means, but I'm, I would say like making, jobs, copy, making copies, yeah, just making copies. You know, if you're just the fact Standing that you were there line for the copier, trust yeah. me, is a cap, crap job. Instead of going to the PTA meeting, simply go to your kids, teachers and say, hey, what can I do to help you? Absolutely. You know, because there are times, you know, maybe they need maybe they need 52 pieces of of red construction paper cut into little rectangles because they are going to make a scarecrow. And I yep. only know because I just cut 52. <laughs> well, see that, that's, you a, know, and so it's just, it's things. Yeah. I, I see d- what you can do to help. You know, and the reason why I think it's cool to bring this up here as a topic, because y- y- if, if it weren't for you, Stephanie, I would never know that it, that the teachers would be even interested right. in, in our parents' help. Absolutely. Element, um, our elementary school is begging for parents yep. to help. Um, the teachers so appreciate my work and well, and all the work of the parents who, who help. Um, you know, we've got a, our own little Thursday morning community <laughs> pretty much where we, you know, chatted up around the copier and the laminator. And, um, so, but but they really are and i love what they're doing now because they are short on they are short on parent participation and and getting help that um i volunteered to help megan's teacher mm-hmm. well all of the third grade teachers in our school plan together and they are all on the exact same lesson always so if you volunteer to help for one third grade teacher, you're volunteering to help for all third grade teachers. Right. So when I go in, she'll have her list of, she'll have her, her book of stuff. And it is, I need this page 25 for all six teachers. Mm-hmm. And I have all of their, you know, we have um, the copy machine. You enter at their teacher ID and it keeps track of how many copies each teacher is making. Okay. Because our copiers make like over 2 million copies a year, a school year. Well, before but we anyway, get so into all the details, just, just be, in, be involved. They need to even, be involved. Even if it's pushing the car, cart around and handing people their little crap toys. That I'm going to throw away when my kids get home. That's right, because we're decluttering. 
<laughs> All right. Let's talk about the two chapters real quickly. I mean, I didn't take a lot of notes. Okay. And, and really, we're getting to the point now where where we're in the book and we're just going to tell you that if you really want the step-by-step instructions of how she suggests going through and cleaning these areas of your homes, mm-hmm. really go get the book from your library or more importantly... Uh, seriously, seriously, you think about getting it from our sponsor, which, by the way, is Mardell.com, M-A-R-D-E-L.com. This podcast, this podcast you're listening to right here, Family from the Heart, would not be possible if it were not for Mardell.com. And the greatest thing is, is if you guys are thinking about purchasing some maybe a Bible for somebody for Christmas or some Christian music, uh, anything else, uh, you can browse the gift section over at Mardell.com. 10% off your entire order uh, does a couple things. Uh, if you use promo code GSPN in the shopping cart, 10% off. And also it tells them that you appreciate the fact that they're helping to support Family from the Heart and what we're doing with gspn.tv. So special thanks to them, by the way. Absolutely. And there's a link over at gspn.tv where you can get this book. Uh, it'll take you right to the right page for Mardell.com. Mm-hmm. Chapter eight was you can't stay afloat in a sea of paper. Absolutely. Go through those papers. Plug the hole. And I like how she uses the, um, the what is it? What is it called? A metaphor. Okay. Is that is that what it's called? It is depends that what on what you're about anyway, to say next. Be, um, that our homes are our ships. Yes, and metaphor. You, is that okay? Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Sometimes my brain just skips things. Um, okay, your home is your ship. Treat it like it. Um, or if it could you be had, an analogy. And an, yeah. Yeah. That's. What it's, it I is. think it's an analogy. Yeah. Right, Carrie says you. analogy. Okay. Sorry. I'm telling you, sometimes that's yeah, all right. I just See, we're just not going to be helping our kids out with their uh, grammar. That's for sure. Well, no, because I only have or to be one day smarter than my kids. So, and now I know yeah. it. And all right, you're good to go. I'm, I'm ready now. Sweet. Ready? Okay. So, um, your home is your ship, and just as if your ship had holes in it and was gaining water, you would number one plug the holes. Plug the holes on the paper. Where does your paper come from? Get yourself off mailing list. Stop bringing in, you know. Um, every magazine and, and news article you can find. Keep one garbage can right next to the mailbox. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. Seriously, we've done that. Um, drain the XX water she talks about. You know, you're going to need to sort through the papers. Clearly, there are going to be some some necessity papers that you're going to need to keep, like birth and death certificates and marriage license. Taxes, taxes. tax returns for the last mm-hmm. couple of years, Wills. pension documents, mm-hmm. all those good stuff. You're in bake statements. All that good stuff. House, um, you know, your... your Utility bills that you've uh, used as um, itemized tax deductions. Yep. yep. So... What do you... What, you know, but what the thing is... She breaks it all down. What do you do with all that paper you keep? You box it up. You box it up or... <laughs> you what? sort it. First you, need, first, you need to start sorting it and breaking it down into similar... Categories. Categories. And in this book, she lists how she does her categories... Which, of course, you could read in the book. Which, of course, you can read in the books. And she tells you how she set up her system. To set up her system, she needed a four-drawer locking filing cabinet, manila folders, green hanging folders, and pens for labeling. And she went from there, and she tells you how she labeled each folder, how she broke that folder down into different subsections, and it's, it's really cool stuff. Right. Now, Carrie says uh, she has, in their family, they have one file cabinet. It doesn't fit. We probably don't need it. 
Uh, oh, she said, no, if it doesn't fit in the one filing cabinet, then we probably don't need it. Yes. So I, I would agree with. So I, I would I want to suggest three tools for decluttering okay. your paper in your home. One is a file cabinet. And Absolutely. I, I, I don't think you need a four drawer. I think a two drawer file cabinet probably would be sufficient. OK. Uh, and tucked away in a closet somewhere or in some other space where it is out of the way, out of sight. Um, but easily accessible is important. Uh, we do not have file cabinet here, by the way. Instead, I have uh, two. I have actually two different systems. Uh, one, we have a filing box, which is a plastic box. Um, it's about fourteen inches high, about uh, twelve inches wide, and about ten inches thick. And it had it, this plastic box is like it's got little rails for hanging file folders. And I have little tabs on there with the different kind of categories of documents that are going to be kept for a very long time, like such as all the business documents, all the corporation filing and stuff like that for Ravenscraft Enterprises LLC. And I have tax withholding and, and unemployment and, and all this other stuff that all these different taxes that I have to pay and, and, and stuff. So I have all these different hanging file folders, but then I also have our health insurance. Anytime we get a, um, an explained benefit or with EOB mm-hmm. statement, mm-hmm. Uh, explanation of benefits. I put those in there. So we have a file for that. We have a file for all the different major categories of documents that we're going to keep for a very long time. Oh, and well, then maybe I should bring my medical things down and and consolidate with yours. That You certainly can do that. There, There's plenty of room in this file box. Because since we opened our HSA, I have every receipt that we've used for... Yeah, I have a, yeah, I have a folder and, in here for that. Okay, well, now I know where to put them when I clean out my yeah. thing upstairs. And so, um, and then, of course, now that's one thing. And here, as far as receipts are concerned, I now I am a, I do like to keep all receipts. Um, even if it's not necessary for tax purposes, I really like having receipts because occasionally things break. And believe it or not, they're still under warranty. And so, um, and of course, then when it comes to, you know, your utility bills and stuff like that, every now and then there, you know, Stephanie and I don't believe in borrowing money and, and getting credit. However, I don't know what they are, but there are occasions where sometimes people will ask you, well, can you bring us your phone bill or can you bring right. us something showing this? And it's like, what, what do you need that for? But we have it. Absolutely. And, and, and not only that, but we have everything for the last couple of years. And and what I suggest doing is if you go to someplace like Staples or any office supply store, it's called a Pendaflex filing folder. And basically it's or an accordion file mm-hmm. is another way, thing that they call it. Anyway, it's, it's a little cardboard style filing system and you can get A through Z. But I suggest getting... Uh, the 12 months of the year, January, February, March, April. And then I put in a big black marker, just writing the, you just write the year on there, 2008. And everything that is a receipt that comes in this house in the month of January, 2008 goes in that January slot. And, and it doesn't matter. I don't file them all separately. Like here's all the phone bills. Here's all right. the utilities. They're it's like, month. 
But if I want to, if I want to find something, and it's been really awesome because there was a time Matthew's iPod. We were gonna go and get an. We were gonna get a replacement iPod for Matthew because his got washed in the wash machine. We 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 knew immediately that we bought that for his birthday last, not this year, but last year. And so it was September of 2007. It took me literally two minutes to find his. And actually, it took took less than that. I think it was the first one we pulled out. We pulled out the 2007 pen, uh, uh, accordion file, stuck our hand into September, September, pulled out all the September things, and right on top, the very first receipt. It took us longer to find the online receipt that you received from the Apple store for your iPhone than it did for the filed receipt Yes, for Matt's iPod. That's right. And so, um, you know, when you have a filing system setting up and, and really, honestly, that's what I'm suggesting to, to declutter your home from paper papers should every paper you have should have a place where it can be filed. Nothing just tossed somewhere where it's like, oh, I wonder where that is later. It, it's just, you know, right. if I want to know where the the electric bill is from 2006 for, for June of 2006, and I want to be able to compare that to the electric bill of June 2007, and now the June 2008, I want to see how our electric bill has looked these past three years so we can start planning for our budget in 2009. It's real simple for us to go find that stuff. Right, absolutely. And that is not going to be possible if you just toss all your receipts in a big old drawer or in a garbage bag or, or whatever right. else. Or if you just let them stack Sort it up. and file it. That's what she said. That's pretty much it. And so that's, that's my suggestion. And I'm going to suggest one other thing that she, I can't believe with all of her careless, frivolous, oh, just go ahead and treat yourself to something new <laughs> that she tosses into this book. There's something she didn't tell you to treat yourself to. And, and I'm not saying this is a treat yourself kind of item. This is something that I'm going to suggest as a former insurance agent. Uh, I'm going to tell you what you not should have, but what you need, okay, in the area of filing papers. You need a fireproof safe. She didn't say buy it, but she did talk about it. Did she? Yeah. I must have missed that. You must have. Okay. Okay, well, I'm waiting for you your apology to her. I am so sorry, Catherine Porter. Uh, but this is something you need, absolutely need. And a fireproof safe, they're very expensive, very heavy. And I would suggest buying probably one of the smaller ones that is available. It's under vital records. Keep original records in a safe deposit box or fireproof safe. There you go. So the I think the smallest one they make is right around 70, maybe 50, 70, maybe even $80. And what you want to keep in there at the minimum is your social security cards. Birth certificates. Birth certificates. Marriage certificate. Marriage certificate. Your passports should be kept in there and your um, cheesy love letters you wrote to your wife. The cheesy love dating. Exactly. <laughs> I think that's clutter. The the very first the very first uh, candy bar wrapper yeah, that your no. your girlfriend <laughs> that is now your wife gave you. No, that that's clutter. Yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> birth up. certificate, social security cards, marriage certificates, life insurance policies, life insurance, passports, health insurance yeah. documents. Or not, not like all the EOBs, right, but right. but like your your actual contract, right? Um, th- those kind of things, and and those documents. But just make sure, just make sure death certificates that you, immunization records and uh, 
She says veterinary records, which yeah. isn't a problem in this house. But so, but the thing is, though, is is just make sure that you're not putting stuff in there that doesn't need to be in there. The other thing that I would suggest that would be a good thing to put in there is the copies of your tax returns from the last five years or four or check to see however long you have to keep those records, but also put those tax records in there. I think in here she said seven. Yeah. And Carrie did say shot records, which we, you know, immunizations, shots and stuff. That's the big word. Yeah. Yeah. So absolutely. I just now learned how to say that word. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's move on to chapter nine. What was chapter nine, Stephanie? That was chapter nine is behind closed doors. Isn't that a country song? What? Do you remember that old country song that happens behind closed doors yeah yeah i don't know what's on yeah uh, anyway but right. anyway so anyway behind closed doors bathrooms very and bedrooms. very disgusting this bathroom chapter it very. was really really gross but i have to tell you she starts it off fantastically you yeah. want me to read you how she starts it off you go right ahead but i'm gonna say i totally disagree she just Forgive happens to have me. a husband who is a plumber and loves toilets and considers them a piece of artwork porcelain art but go ahead okay but that's later in the chapter that doesn't have anything to do with this it does forgive me if i sound sexist but i firmly believe that the toilet cleaning is a man's job come to think of it that goes for the whole rest of the bathroom too whatever and she says that her husband vehemently disagrees so good i don't know where you get the whole whatever so anyway um Right. Yeah, you're taking one one. I'm sorry. Thing I took something out of context. context I know. Trying to use it for your own agenda. I have a story <laughs> oh, no. that goes along with the bathroom. Go ahead. I have this one person in this, my house. Okay. Who constantly says. Yeah. If you clean the bathroom, I'll keep it clean. Meaning, if I get it to a clean position... That from then on, they will take over the job of cleaning it. Oh, I don't remember saying that. Oh, my gosh. You've been saying it to me for five years, and I'm so sick of cleaning the bathroom that it isn't funny. <laughs> of course, I'm sure you can tell because I am now um, rebelling against cleaning the bathroom, which I'm not. But, um, yeah, there, there are things that when you spend your days and, you know, think I'm disgusting if you want to. I really don't care. Um, I spend my days chasing here and chasing there after our kids. Um, two days a week, I'm working with you in this business while McKenna is at school and wouldn't trade it for anything. But honestly, unless I'm going to start at 11 o'clock in the evening, I have no time to scrub the bathtub. Okay. No time. It's a good thing there's a shower curtain. You just pull it closed and, you know, my both bathtubs need to be scrubbed desperately. Okay. Desperately. I will admit that my my bathtubs have soap scum. <sighs> my name's Stephanie and I'm at Soap Scum Anonymous. Uh, <laughs> my my bathtubs need to be scrubbed desperately. And um but anyway, I really like the way she breaks down the bathroom, you know, start by picking up the trash. If there's anything that doesn't belong there, send it to where it belongs. If your bathroom is constantly collecting laundry, put oh, a hamper there. Let's talk about that. Okay. She says a couple things. Don't forget, sometimes people sprinkle when they tinkle. Like seven-year-old boys and men who try to pee in the dark. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Beware of backsplash. And oh my gosh, here you go. Uh, also, beware wait, 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 of backsplash. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, okay, I thought you were going to. Okay. No. Also, beware of backsplash. Okay. And if you have not yet eaten lunch, Sorry. dinner, or breakfast, and you are about to or plan to within the next 30 to 45 minutes, he's sorry. Pause now. Because the next statement is flushing causes microbial fecal matter to swirl in the air. So don't like flush and inhale really, really big, you know? Or basically just remember that the, the bathroom floor is no place for toys and clothes. Exactly. Um, so that's where you're going to start. You're going to start with the trash. You're going to move to um, displaced items that don't belong there. I do. I do like when she says, "If your if your bathroom is a hot zone for collecting dirty clothes, then put a hamper nearby." Now it's not for mine because my kids have hampers in their bedroom, and right now are still oh, oh, they're still young enough to um, you know run across the hall naked. <laughs> covering their parts right <laughs> whereas as they get older we'll have to you know invest in a robe or something <laughs> but um next clean the sink what is around your sink what is around um the faucet move on to the bathtub scour the toilet mop the floor give it a second look and then your bathroom should be clean right and then carrie says uh what about getting that thing that cleans the tub for you the thing that sprays 360 degrees every day Huh. Of course, my luck, I well, it, it, it <laughs> decide to spray the whole bathroom when I'm taking a shower. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Um, I think that those are for bathtubs that have the the glass doors, and since we have a oh, shower okay. curtain, it would it would seem that it would just get oh yeah a build up residue on it. So yeah, I don't know. But very interesting. You know though. what I want? I love the commercial for the scrubbing bubbles, and I'm still I buy that stuff and I spray the can, but those bubbles don't come to life. And do it. They for don't me. do squat. I mean, they still want me to get down and scrub it on my own. Yeah, yeah, yep. not gonna happen. No, <laughs> clearly it will happen someday. And Carrie um, says no. She doesn't think so. She thinks it works for any of them. Oh, so hmm. I don't know. Me neither. Maybe it's something to. Maybe we could just treat ourselves to it. <laughs> yeah, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's talk so, about the bedroom. Moving on to the bedroom. There's really only one thing I want to say about the bedroom. Go ahead. And you can say more if you want. No, go ahead. But there's one thing I want to point out, and I love what she brought out in this book. The problem today with most bedroom clutter is the fact that we have turned our whole, our bedrooms into multi-purpose rooms. We have. And it's an exercise you know, studio, it's, if you, it's an if office. You, if it's, you have a piece of exercise like equipment, get it out. Sometimes we even use it as a kitchen. Yes. If you have, I'm going to even sit, well, th- this is a personal thing. Uh, yeah. But if you have a television in your bedroom, get it out. We you had know? a television in our bedroom for a while and we took it out because we weren't getting any sleep. And we weren't getting anything else either. So... <laughs> That's so, because the it, TV was your idea. Uh, well, anyway, but yeah, it, the thing I love what she says is: listen, we need to take our, we need to transform our bedrooms from multi-purpose rooms and transfer them into spa-like, a spa-like palace for rest and relaxation. That is what she says. And again, you always you start with the trash. Here is the thing that she says: make the bed. I love this because I was never a bed maker Mm -hmm. until the last couple of years. You and I, um, normally whoever is the last one out of bed makes the bed. 
Yep. Which isn't really fair for me because half the time Cliff sleeps on the couch. Oh. And doesn't put away his blanket, although this morning you did. Thank I you. did. This morning you did. Explain to them why sometimes I sleep on the bl- on the couch. He either, number one, doesn't want to wake me up because he's coming to bed real late. Yep. And he knows he'll be in trouble if he wakes me up. <laughs> number one, he knows he'll be in trouble if he wakes me up. Number two, he knows he'll be in trouble if he wakes me up and I see what time he's going to bed. <laughs> he's like, if he wants sympathy for being tired the next day, he knows I better not know he stayed up till four o'clock. Yeah. And, um... And also, he has arthritis in his back, and so a lot of times, it's more comfortable for him to sleep on the couch. Because basically, what um, I can do is I can prop a pillow up against the arm of the couch, and then I'm kind of sitting up a little bit. Yeah, Yeah. gives you a little more. It keeps me from... I'm a side sleeper. And that's not good for you. And it's not good for my back. Right. Yeah. So, So, those are why. I mean, it's not because I kick him to the couch or anything. It's just how it is. Yep. So, um, but make the bed. And the other day, Megan was cleaning her room and they just, for a couple of days, the girls had just put their laundry on the floor instead of in the hamper. And so I was just like, okay, it was almost bedtime and I'm like cleaning up their room. And I said, Megan, you need to go make your bed. And she's like, why mom? I'm getting in it in like 30 minutes. And I said, because you're, when your bed is made, your room looks less um, messy. Untidy. untidy i love that word so you when your bed's not made your room looks untidy and that's exactly what she says in here make the bed because it makes the room look less cluttered um then move on to your your clothing and accessories clean them out um use a dresser drawer for what they're actually designed for and that is for clothes um clean your flat surfaces organize and vacuum and your room should be a spa-like and and maybe maybe you might do some things to to treat it you know to treat it a little bit uh, such as you know maybe your walls need a fresh coat of paint or something like that but but the thing is and I, and I really do believe this you know and and she even mentioned if you go and you look at model homes the thing that makes those bedrooms yeah. look so attractive is the fact that well you know what there's very little in there the bed's made. It just looks nice. It looks relaxing. And and it really, for me, I, I think my favorite room in the house is the bedroom because our, our bedroom, because oftentimes it is that one place where you can go. It's quiet there. You, you, it's a place of rest. Mm-hmm. It's a place of relaxation. And, and that it should be. It, that, Absolutely. That's, you know, and, and I, I'm really opposed to, to putting exercise equipment, televisions, um, computers, anything like that. None of that stuff goes in the bedroom. No, it shouldn't. It you really know? shouldn't. It it, 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 I think it all distracts from the, the purpose the, of the bedroom. Right. And the purpose of the bedroom. And, and really, and, and even Carrie in the chat room says, bedrooms are for two things only sleep and, well, that other thing. <laughs> 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 all righty well we want to say thank you to everybody who is subscribed to this podcast why don't you tell somebody today about family from the heart just tell them to go to familyfromtheheart.com and uh we would love that and of course uh just want to make a note that we're we're not going to have a live show next wednesday there will not be any live show stephanie's next got wednesday. a doctor's appointment i'm going with her or taking care of the kids or something I think I'm just picking you up when I'm done. Oh, okay. Ken will be at school. All right. Oh, so you're just not going to be here. That's yeah, what it is. I just won't be here. So no live show next week on Wednesday There'll at 11.30. There'll still be a show coming out next Wednesday. Yeah, we'll still record one. Live. Yeah. 
But anyway, other than that, uh, we we just want to say thank you to everybody. We hope that you'll take time to leave some comments uh, regarding the show over at the gspn.tv community forum at gspn.tv slash forum. We'll see you soon. Until next time, join Join the the community. community.